Chapter Sixteen of Wandel the Invader. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marty in Orchid, California. Wandle the Invader by Ray Cummings. Chapter Sixteen. Over us was turmoil. That screaming siren. Then suddenly it was checked, and we heard the thump and swish of what on earth would have been called running footsteps and shouts. Snap shoved me. Don't stay there, you fool! We lunged up the passage. Figures barred it, but they scattered. A bolt hissed at us, but missed. At the kiosk, a group of workers and several peering little brains leaped away in terror to let us pass. We gained the open air. With the small gravity rays darting down with repulsion upon the rocks, we mounted like rockets out of the cauldron. The upper plateau lay silent in the starlight, but the cauldron behind us was ringing with alarm, and again the danger siren was blaring. I changed my way of direction, swung it to the plateau rocks ahead. The arc of my flight was sharply bent as I went hurtling down. Over me I saw Snap use the same tactics. I tried to aim where we had left the girls in Molo. I could not see them down there amid the starlit crags, and then suddenly a wild apprehension filled me. How had we dared leave them to Molo's trickery? Then, ahead and below me, I saw the slight figure of one of the girls standing on a rock, with arms outstretched to signal us. I changed my ray to repulsion, barely in time to avoid crashing. The landing flung me in a heap. Twenty feet away, Snap came whirling down. We picked ourselves up, saw Anita waving from the rock, and bounded to her. The girls were safe. Venza sat intent with unwavering, watchful gaze across the intervening space to where Molo had flattened himself against his rock, not daring to move. Still got him, Venza exulted. He wasn't willing to take any chances with us. You did it, Snap? I am a motor oiler if we didn't. Come on, we gotta get out of this. They're after us. We wrecked the whole damn place, Venza. Wandle's a normal planet now. No more of this accursed desolation of Earth. We learned later that our hope and our assumption that we had irretrievably wrecked the entire gravity system of Wandle was proven to be a fact. Wandle was, in effect, a normal celestial body now. The beams planted in Greater New York, Farrakh Shan, and Grebhar still streamed across space, but there was no giant beam from Wandle to seize them, and Wandle now could not move through space of her own volition. Like Earth and all other known planets, satellites, comets, and asteroids, she was subject now to all the normal, natural laws of celestial mechanics. We had done a thorough job of it. Now I shoved it snap. No time to talk. You tow the girls. I'll take Molo. Got to get to the star streak. I lunged over and seized Molo. We did it. Now for your vessel. It will be ill for you if she is not where you say she is. She will be there, Greg Haljan. He docilely put himself in position for me to hook my forearm under his crossed, bound wrist and carry him. Snap rose up past us, towing the girls. Over the nearby cauldron a figure mounted to gaze and see the nature of the strange attacking enemy, and then sank back. 
With Molo hanging to me, I mounted with my ray, following Snap and the girls into the starlight. With the turmoil of the cauldron receding until in a moment or so it was gone behind our horizon. We headed now not toward war, whence we had come, but over at an angle to the side. Our great bounding arcs soon left the mountains behind. We crossed the river, another portion of the forest, and came over undulating lowlands. It was a flight of under a half an hour. The pursuit, if indeed anyone followed us, remained below our little segment of curving horizon. Everywhere there was evidence of the storm. The forest trees were laid flat, strewn like driftwood over the area. The river had in several places lashed over its banks. The lowlands were dotted thick with globe-dwellings. Some were hanging awry on their stems. Others were pulled from their place, cracked, and piled into a litter. We kept well aloft. The surface scenes were only glimpses of wreckage, moving lights, and people. And there were areas which the wind had seemingly spared. The confusion from the storm was mingled now with the spreading alarm from the gravity station. The sound of the danger siren was still audible behind us. As we advanced into what now seemed the outskirts of the city-like war, with a pile of solid-looking metal structures ranging the horizon ahead, I saw a distant spaceship rise up and wing away. Wandel was proceeding with the dispatching of her space navy to oppose the distantly gathering ships of Earth, Venus, and Mars. No doubt. With the wrecking of the control station, the masters of Wandel immediately recognized the paramount importance of the coming battle. The huge globular disk-like ship sailed over us, rotating with the impulse of its rocket streams. In a moment it was lost in the stars, and then another rose and followed it. There were many human figures in the air around us now. I mounted higher, and Snap with the girls followed me. The figures, intent upon their own affairs, did not seem to heed us. Molo's vessel lay alone upon a low metal cradle. No other ship was near it, but half a mile away on both sides we could see others resting on their stages. Lights were moving around and upon them, but the star streak was dark and neglected. We poised a thousand feet over her and to one side. I saw her as a long, low-pointed vessel, dead gray in color, longer than the Kamatera, and seemingly narrower, but very similar in aspect. Mika and I are supposed to be gathering our crew, said Molo. No one bothers with my vessel. Will you take me to war now to get Mika? I will not. Snap was drifting down with the girls. They were near us. His arm waved at me with a gesture, and then came the muffled tone of his voice. Shall we drop down, Greg? Yes, but cautiously. Have your gun ready. Molo protested. I would like to take Mika with us and a few of my crew. You will have trouble handling the Star Street, just us three men. We'll take our chances. We dropped swiftly down upon the dark and vacant platform. The gray hull of the Star Street loomed beside us, her dome arched still higher. An inclined catwalk went up to her open deck port. I'll go first, I said softly to Snap. Come quickly after me. Watch out, there might be someone on board. Venza still clung to her weapon. Mine was in my hand as I lifted Molo, and ignoring the incline, 
bounded the thirty feet for the deck port. I landed safely and stood Molo upon his feet. Don't you move, I admonished him sternly. He stood docilely against the cabin wall of the superstructure. No one here. We had thought there might easily be one or two workers on board. Snap and the girls came sailing one after the other and landed on the deck beside me. We stood silent, alert. No one appeared from within the cabin or from the lengths of the deck. Venza was watching Molo with her weapon upon him. Snap and I had planned this boarding. Anita and Venza to stay here and guard Molo while we searched the ship and inspected the controls. We started for the cabin door oval. Greg! It was all the warning Snap could give. I was within the dim cabin, but he, behind me, was still on the deck. I whirled to see a dozen dark forms leaping from the roof of the cabin superstructure. Snap was all but buried by them. These were not men of Wandel, but Molo's pirate crew, Martians. Earthmen and Venusians. Snap's ray gun spat as he went down. One of the men dropped away. I saw Venza turn with startled horror as the huge figure of Mika leaped down upon her and Anita from the roof. For an instant, weapon in my hand, I paused in the doorway. I could not fire into the turmoil of that struggling group, so instead I plunged into it, striking with my fists. Molo was shouting, Do not kill them! I was ordered not to kill them! These men, so different from the insect-like workers and the brains of Wandel, were solid in my grip, but we were all so weightless. I felled one, but others gripped me, pounded me, a struggling mass of bodies, arms, and legs. We surged up to the superstructure roof and dropped upon it. My weapon was gone. Half a dozen adversaries had me pinioned. Down on the deck I saw that Venza had lost her weapon. Molo and Mika were clutching her. Snap was fighting with several antagonists. Anita was loose. She dove for the group in which Snap was struggling, hit them, kicked, and bounded upward to be seized by two of my own captors. Anita, don't fight! They'll kill you! I tried to break loose, but four huge Martians were holding me. Oh, Greg! There was horror in Anita's voice. Snap had broken away. At the open deck port he stood, as though undecided what to do. The deck was almost black around him. He was silhouetted against the outside starlight. From almost at his side in the darkness a tiny bolt spat upward at his head. His arms went wildly out. He tumbled backward. At the top of the boarding incline his body seemed spasmodically to kick, and the thrust whirled it down into the darkness. The end of Snap! A pang went through me. Snap! My best friend! Molo cursed the unknown man of his crew who had fired the shot, but none would admit who did it. Get to your posts! Molo roared in Martian. Enough of you are here! Lash up the prisoners! We're launching away now! He thumped his brawny sister as she passed him. Well played, Mika. These wily Martians. Molo had planned that Mika was to gather the crew and wait here at the ship for him and Wick. If they returned with us as captives, it would be here that they would come. But if by chance things went adversely, Molo reasoned we would act just as we did, and Mika and her men were lurking here in ambush waiting for us. All of the many various ports swung shut. Anita, Benza, and I, with arms and legs bound, were taken by Molo to the forward observation and control room. The ship was resounding with signals. The interior controls in the hull base raised the gravity pool within the vessel to a strength comparable to that of Earth. 
Within a few minutes the star streak lifted from the stage. Strange, weird Wandle fell away from us. We slid upward through the atmosphere, following one of the globular Wandle vessels, and headed into space toward the point where, a few million miles distant, the ships of allied Earth, Venus, and Mars were gathering. End of chapter 16 Read by Mardian, Orchid, California